Hello, besties, bimbos, and fellow little bozos. I am Sadaf. And I'm Jenny, and welcome to season two of Little Bozos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of season two of Little Bozos. We are so excited to be back and to get this up and running. We have a very special first episode, which is something that we did a couple months ago. It is Sadaf's birthday today, and we are doing 21 things that she's learned in 21 years. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go through Sadaf's life. But before that, I do want to do a quick disclaimer that we are separated and currently virtual, and things have been a little bit difficult to get back up and running, so please bear with us as there are some technical issues with glitches that have been a little bit difficult for us to figure out, but... Fingers crossed that it will all be a-okay next week. So thank you, and Sadaf, take it away. Yay! Happy almost birthday, birthday, I don't know when this is going to be uploaded, to me, you guys. Woo! I, I am a Gemini sun, I'm a Sagittarius moon, and for my entire life I was wrong about what time I was born. This whole time, I thought I was a Gemini rising, but I'm actually a Virgo rising. I don't see it, but if any of you out there are super into astrology, maybe you know. But yes, anyways, moving on into 21 things I have learned. Oh, God, 21. Um, crazy. So the way that I've set up my little list is um, I don't really remember a lot of my life I don't think I became fully conscious as a person until I was like 17. Until then, I was kind of on like automated sim mode. So yeah, go ahead and laugh, Jenny. Go ahead. (laughs) Laugh it up. (laughs) But it's more so like, like, so the stuff I've learned, I haven't really categorized it by like chronological order or age. It's more so like, um, I think this was happening in my life. I think this is what I learned from it. Okay, number, we're just gonna jump straight into it. Number one, one of the earliest lessons I learned at the ripe age of probably like five or six when I started kindergarten, people are mean. Mm -hmm. I was bullied. I, yeah, there's not really much to say about that. I was a weird little kid. I, and people were not nice to me. And it did follow me into like middle school high school but high school I made my comeback and people stopped being mean to me entirely so thank you for that I guess thank you to my bullies that stopped that's so depressing okay moving on to number two what I learned I am strange I was a okay if you knew me as a kid which majority of you did not I was a strange little kid. Like, I was a weird little kid. Like, there was something about me I feel that was unsettling. Because I wasn't really socialized much as a child. And I always, like, clung to my family and my siblings. And I was quiet. And I wouldn't talk to other people. And I think that might have been a little off-putting. And because I wasn't really socialized much as a kid, the things I would say were kind of weird. Like, I think in kindergarten, I said something to another girl. I don't remember what I said. I wish I remembered what I said. And the girl told the teacher. And the teacher was like, you cannot be saying these things. And I didn't know what I did wrong. 
It was during lunchtime. Say, I don't remember. I don't remember. I think the teacher wrote on like the inside of like my folder what I wrote, what I had said, so that you know I could like show my dad and be like, "This is what I did. Can you sign the paper saying that you saw what I whatever?" And I don't think I have that folder anymore. But I would pay. I think a good amount of money to know what I said that was so unsettling to this little child and equally as unsettling to a grown adult. Mm-hmm. And so moving on to like, hap- not happier, but like more lighthearted things, I guess. The third thing that I've learned in my 21 years of being on this earth are is that I love reading so very much. I Oh yeah. Heck yeah, man. I think I learned I learned how to read really early on. I think I learned mm-hmm. how to read before kindergarten because my dad would read to me and like he taught me at home how to read. And so when I went to kindergarten, I I was doing fine. Like I know what the letter Q is. I know what the letter W is. I know what that says. That says Queen. I so I read a lot. I think my favorite series to read was the um it was the books about cats got warrior cats warrior cats that i was a warrior cats kid you look like one oh my god Um, (laughs) well do you mean that as in like you look like one because you look like you hiss at people or you look like one because you you have you just look like one like your vibes and the way that you are as a person i know the people who were the warrior cat kids growing up so that's what i mean Okay. You look like you'd hiss at people, though, too. But, like, as a child, not, like, the high school I hiss at people. Okay. But I never did hiss at people. I mean, I was weird. And I would be weird. But not in the context of hissing at people. More so, I was weird and unsettling. And because I read so many Warrior Cats books, and just because I really liked cats in general... Kids at my elementary school would call me the crazy cat lady. And it, I would, like, kind of roll with it. I'd roll with it and be like, yeah, that's me. But deep down, it, like, really hurt my feelings. Oh, It's okay, though. I also really liked the Dork Diaries series. Oh, my gosh. The Dork Diaries series and um, Judy Bloom. Judy. I don't think I ever read Judy Bloom, But the really? Dork Diaries series, I loved. And then I also loved, like, um... God, I'm trying to remember the series. Her name was, like, Jamie, and she had, like, this arch enemy of, like, this really pretty girl with blonde hair. I don't remember. My Dumb Diary, I think, is what it was called. My Dumb Diary? That's not... That. That was so... Yes. I know. I and she would always those. do homework on Sundays. Homework on or Sundays? Or was that Dork Diaries? One okay, anyway. They were two <laughs> different girls that had diaries, but were very different about their lives. But... Yeah, like, to get back on track, I loved reading. Like, I was always reading something, and, like, at night, I'd be, like, reading these, like, thick novels, like, with the covers over my head, and it would make my mom so mad. She'd be like, you're gonna ruin your eyesight. If you're gonna read, use a light. And I'd be like, get away, mom. But now she was right. My eyesight is really bad, and I don't know if it's directly correlated to me reading at night this small print without any light or what but my mom was right listen to your mom you guys and then number four that moves kind of on into what i was talking about cats are my favorite animal <laughs> i've i've loved cats man I growing up we used to have 
cats as pets but then my dad got like um super allergic and my dad if you know my dad like he does have uh, health issues with like and respiratory issues really bad asthma and so he could not be around cats and we had to we had to give him away and it made my little my little cat lover heart so sad Mm -hmm. and I want I want cats so bad when I get my own place if and when I get my own place I want to get like like the shots because I am also a little allergic to cats now but I want to get like the shots so I can build up an immunity and I can have cats because I love them so much I used to have a list of like cat names I think one of them was seven because that's my favorite number that's cute you should have seven cats You should have seven cats, and your seventh cat should be named seven. That's so many. I think Max I'd want to have would be, like, two. So they could be friends with each other. Oh, so they have a friend. Okay. Like, two or three. You know what I mean? They'd have- they wouldn't be lonely or sad. Right. Moving on to number five that I learned is that I am very sensitive. As a kid, I was very sensitive. I would cry- a lot and I'd cry all the time like it was very easy to make me cry if you've seen me if you're friends with me you know how easy it is to make me cry I cry very easily Jenny Jenny knows Jenny's holding back her laughter I yeah because you're an actor and you feel things more than other people do in the world there's nothing wrong with it Yes, but I'm I'm just very sensitive. And even as a kid, I knew that and I'd get made fun of for it. Because I was, like, on the last day of school, even, I'd be a mess. I would Mm -hmm. be bawling. And I think one of the kids made fun of me. And, like, my second grade teacher, I forget her name, but she said, um, oh, don't say that. Sadoff's just sensitive. And I was like, is that what this is? Okay. Like, I don't know. I was always super sensitive as yeah. a kid. And maybe that's why it was really unsettling too. Like this, like I could go from like zero to hundred in like seconds. Well, I have a question. Yes. Were you the type of kid that if you asked for permission for something and you said, and like they said no, you would start crying? Like, yes. N- like not in the way like you didn't get what you wanted, but more of you kind of inconvenience somebody like somebody and you might yeah. have upset them which is why they said no yeah okay I'd, that was me if, too i'd be like but why and then i'd get an explanation and i'd be like okay and then I'm quietly weeping and whatever yeah. adult was with me or that had to say no to me would be like oh my god like not knowing what to do with this child who suddenly burst into tears and is inconsolable exactly but that moves on to like number six of 21 things I've learned which is I cry a lot I cry a lot I was I I cry so much you guys I was telling Jenny right before we started recording how I've I started like a crying log just because I was curious (laughs) I started it on the 27th and we're recording today on the 1st of June. I haven't cried today yet, so there's nothing for today's log. But from the 27th of May to the 31st of May, I have cried a grand total of seven times. Wow. I, I didn't cry on the 28th, so I cried the 27th, the 29th, the 30th, and the 31st. That's four days? Yeah, four days. I didn't cry the 28th, 
So that's technically four days. I cried seven times in four days. Oh my gosh. I, I, what can I say? I am sensitive. I am a crybaby. I got called that a lot as but a there's kid. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't feel like that when you're younger, but there is nothing wrong with it. There isn't. But sometimes it's like, what is, like, are you okay? Like, take a chill pill. Yeah. Relax. Take a, do a face mask. Like, why are you crying all the time? But I'm excited to see how this list will develop. I'm, how my, my crying log. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see, like, from beginning of June to end of June. Like, a whole month. I want to see. Do we have predictions, Jenny? My predictions are maybe, like, 30 times. In what? In the month. Okay. Because normally I cry like twice a day, once or twice a day. So assuming I only cry once, or maybe, I'm going to say 20. Maybe I have some days where I don't cry. Well, but are we talking about like, I'm sad crying or I'm frustrated crying? Or are we talking about like every single time you cry, whether it's like with something like you're watching or reading or just all of it? All of it, yeah. Okay, then, yeah, I've cried recently. (laughs) Okay, yes, good, okay. Not good that you cried, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, but it's, like, the silent, just, like, oh, my eyes are leaking sort of situation. Not, Mm. I haven't, like, bawled my eyes out in a while. Oh, see, when I cry, that's, that's how I, I don't really silently, oh. Oh, Oh, now I feel, oh. (laughs) No, I silently cry, like, every day. Oh, you should start a crying log, too. Well, we should compare our logs. Okay, you know what? No, this isn't about me. This is about you and everything you've learned. So keep going. Okay, okay. All right. Oh, wait. Okay. So moving on to number seven, something I've learned is I just have written down here, adults bad. I don't know. Like, as okay, as a kid, I never really liked adults just because I thought they were, like, mean and they don't want to have fun and adults, they're not happy and now that I'm like a pseudo adult just because I don't consider 20 almost 21 to be an adult adult like to be an adult adult I consider that like 30 plus oh yeah so I don't consider myself an adult like that you know what I mean I'm like I get it I get why they're like that and I I get it because uh times are tough life isn't great adulthood kind of sucks but I don't know I feel like I still carry that with me like, not really liking or not really trusting adults just because I, I don't know, like, after you've been alive for a while, stuff starts to weigh on you and it does change you. And I can't blame them for it. But part of me's like, hmm, you definitely are not the same person or have changed a whole lot since you were maybe like my age in terms of like, aspirations dreams optimism general outlook on life you know but yeah I I feel like I should get over it but I to this day like adults kind of make me nervous and if I I said this a couple times to like the adults I trust in my life where I'm like thank you for being a nice adult and they're like what are you talking about and I have to explain to them like well like you know like some adults like adults adults are yeah and they get it but it's still like a weird explanation to have to give yeah yeah (sighs) we'll be fun adults maybe 
I don't know. Adulthood, adulthood is scary. It is. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. 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 We're not going to spiral. Gonna... It's the first okay. episode okay. of season two. We cannot spiral yet. We can't. Not until the season finale, at least. <laughs> I was going to say episode two, but okay. Episode two? We can start episode two. All right. Moving on to number eight. I learned that I like theater. So um, theater was something I decided to like randomly pursue. I genuinely don't know why. My first um, experience with theater was in eighth grade. It was for the musical. It was Hippie Flower Power. I don't remember the playwright. I don't remember the composers. It was a a play about like these these teenagers and communism. And there was going to be like a battle of the bands at at the farm. Because it was a musical and I did not want to sing, I played um, just a speaking role, which was Old McDonald's wife. And Old McDonald, uh, they were this like short little like, I what grade was she in? Sixth sixth grader, seventh grader, and I was like this tall eighth grader, a full foot taller than him. And it was, oh god, I'm still friends with them, and it was oh, it was an experience. It was an experience, man. Middle school theater is terrifying because why are all the adults so pressed about it? I never did um, middle school theater. Good. I did it like outside of school just because I thought it was stupid. Not to say that middle school theater is stupid, but it's it's just it's it's different as compared to like outside, like doing it with like a community theater or a theater company. And just being in middle school yeah. or like doing a junior production of something. But it was an experience, but I found it was an experience I enjoyed because I've never really done anything before. My parents never put me in like youth soccer, ballet. I played flute for like a year, but then I had to stop because my flute got stolen. That's a whole story in and of itself. Yeah, my flute got stolen. Oh my gosh. And that's why, dude, I was going to be a band kid. But then my flute got stolen and I was like, great, what do I do now? But yeah, I was never involved. I was never involved in anything as a kid. Like I didn't do youth soccer. I didn't do ballet. I didn't do any of these things until I decided to impulsively sign up to audition for the middle school musical. And it was a terrifying experience to say the least, but I don't know. I really liked it. And I think that was when I was like theater theater and I did really really like it so yeah that is where my love of theater started just on impulse I was like hey let's do this musical even though I can't sing and I didn't sing and I'm so glad for that fact I I can't sing yes you can okay we will not have this argument whatever this we is won't, argument. we won't we won't different time different time all right so moving on into number nine of things that i've learned i learned i think early on in high school like i officially learned that i have anxiety whoa whoa mm-hmm. so as a kid i was always a very anxious like frightened kid and i feel like the adults around me recognized that but they didn't really do anything about it like they saw this kid who was constantly afraid of dis like child like 
child, baby child, afraid of disappointing others, would cry all the time, would cling to the adults around her, wouldn't speak to anybody, was very just like wanted to be with certain people all the time. And they were like, she's just like that. She's just, she's just like that. That's just how she is. And that developed, I feel, into anxiety. Like, I've always been a very anxious child, but it wasn't until middle school where I, like, had a bit of an anxiety attack in public. And I thought that was just me freaking out. But then a girl next to me asked, she's like, do you have anxiety? And I went, you know, I don't know. No? But then I, like, got into researching and I'm like, okay, this is, like, textbook anxiety. And then I learned I also have social anxiety, which, like, I've gotten a lot better with it. But that social anxiety can actually be traced back to middle school bullying. Yep, middle school bullies are ruthless, man. Honestly, I probably deserved it because I was so weird. But no, (laughs) no, middle school bullies are heinous. And if you didn't have them, then... I don't know I want to meet you because I feel like everybody had them and they were just traumatizing traumatizing like elementary school bullies yeah they're mean but it's like whatever but middle school bullies there is something different about them do you ever think about the people that like peaked in middle school because there's people that definitely peaked at the ripe age of like 11 and a half um I do but also like the middle school bullies I had were some of those people in this lifetime so I'm not even gonna think about it I know I see my middle school bullies some I don't follow them but sometimes on social media they'll pop up and like you're recommended and whatnot and I scroll through your their accounts and I'm like what are you doing like what are you what is what but anyways yeah I learned that I do have anxiety and it took me a long while to get uh, treatment for it I'm in therapy as we discussed in our little catch-up so yeah that's how that's going working on how to manage it develop coping mechanisms it'll be good I mean I can only hope that I get better from here on out but I don't know I guess you kind of have to come to terms with it that maybe this might be something I have forever and it's not something that can be cured but can only be managed it's kind of a scary thought, but I mean, it is something you have to learn to, like, live with and just go through, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Anxiety's been okay recently, kind of. I have my moments, but I've been doing okay, I think, for the most part. Oh, well. Right, so moving on to number 10 of things I've learned. Uh, in regards to academics, I learned that I don't have to have straight A's. I don't. Uh, First class I ever failed wasn't, I don't know if I'd call it failing, but I got a D in chemistry and that shattered me and I had to go to summer school for it. And I was never like a straight A student or like a terrible student. I was like very average, average to above average. And so that D shattered me, man. But I don't know, like, where I am now in terms of my education and how far I've come, like, it's not too big of a deal. You know, like, do grades really matter? I don't know. I don't know about that. But I think that experience humbled me because I remember for that chem class, I needed like a 97 on the final to pass. And when we would give the 
teacher, our um, Scantrons, she would grade it like right then and there because the the um, like the technology could like automatically like just grade it. Like it would scan your answers and then tell you the grades. Oh heck! And no. I asked her, "What did I get?" I knew I probably did not pass. It was the last day of school too, so it was this was my last final and then summer vacation, and she said, "You got a sixty-three." And I, I said, "Okay." Um, wait, and what was it you cut out? Oh, um, so she gave me my Scantron back. I asked her, "What did I get?" And she said, "You got a sixty-three percent." And I needed a 97. I said, okay. I went back to my desk, put my head down, and sobbed. Because uh, yeah. I, I sobbed. Because I, I, I was going to get a D in the class. Like, that final was my last chance. And one of my classmates came up to me, and he's like, hey, what's it off? What'd you get on your final? And I asked him. Like, I lifted my head up, and I said, what did you get? Because I did not want to talk to anybody. And he said, you know what grade he got he said i got a 97 (gasps) percent i put my head down and i started bawling because that was the grade i needed just take his test oh my gosh honestly that teacher i didn't i don't really like that teacher to be honest because i passed the class i think with like a 68 percent which was a d so i i didn't pass it but another classmate of mine had a 63 in the class. I had a 68. She had a 63. The teacher rounded up her 63. To what? To like, uh, from a D from a D to a C. She rounded up her grade to a C. Oh, that's not right. There's literally mm-hmm. not, that, that's not even close. I feel like I should have talked to somebody about that being like, I was closer to a C than this girl, but because of bias, she rounded her grade up and not mine? That's like almost difference i don't know man it was insane i don't know where that professor is now hope she's doing good i'm not gonna wish ill upon her but yeah that experience really humbled me because it was my first time not passing (laughs) a class and like being at where i am now i guess like yeah again i don't have to have straight a's like yeah academics are good i'm not gonna put out the message out there to not care about academics who cares blah 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 because like yeah it's important if you hold importance to it but I'm not yeah it doesn't hold the same weight to me as it did when I was like 15 god sophomore year was a mess was sophomore year a mess for you I feel like sophomore year was a mess for everybody all of it was a mess for me but yeah sophomore sophomore year you know what no we'll do a different episode about this but sophomore year was my phone call breakup (sighs) do you remember that no no it's a really good story We'll talk about it later. If my mom is listening or my sister, they're probably laughing right now because they know exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, Siri, play Mr. Perfectly Fine Taylor's version from The Vault by Taylor Swift. However, I'm the one that did the breaking up, actually. Oh. Well, did I? No. Okay. Again, we'll talk not about, about this. Me. I didn't know this. I'm intrigued. Okay. But that moves on to number 11 of things that I've learned is that I'm really bad at the STEM field math science I'm really bad at that I took a trig class freshman year at college I I don't think I was supposed to pass the class but the teacher the professor I think let me pass out of pity because I I was taking my trig final it was silent in the room and all you could hear in the corner was let me do it a reenactment it was just 
It was that. That is all that you could hear. And it was humiliating just because I didn't understand. And I had to leave, I think, two pages of it blank because I didn't understand it. I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. And I, as I was leaving, I made eye contact with the teacher as I'm just tears down my face. And I looked back down to my test. I keep doing it. I, I really think she let me pass that class out of like pity. Honestly, don't question it. Just accept it and think. She was a nice, beautiful. super nice teacher, but oh my God. But yeah, I learned I am not good at the STEM field. I have a sibling who's in the STEM field. They study, um, they're at university right now for physics and astronomy. I don't know how they do it. I wish I could, but my brain doesn't work like that. And that just means, I guess, that I am more suited to, like, arts and humanities. And I'm in the world of theater. I think I'm doing pretty well. It's what I understand. It's what I connect with. It's what works for me. So, yeah. I will forever need a calculator and Google to help me out. That's what I've learned. Forever. Can we pause for a second? All right. So we're going to move on to number 12, which is that I'm actually very introverted. I'm very introverted. Uh, I feel like I act like an extrovert and people expect that I'm an extrovert, but I'm not. I can hang out with people for and I have to go home and hole up. And coming to terms with that was cool, I guess. Having to like know my limits of needing time to myself before I like burn out and like start crying in public from it. <laughs> I cry in public a lot. But yes, I learned like late in high school that I'm an introvert which like crazy I don't think anyone would look at me and think she's an introvert I don't know Um, man I don't know I I guess that's your opinion well I mean I've always known you were an introvert yeah but I also met you later than high school so that is true well we would have been friends in high school but moving on all right so number 13 that I've learned is that maybe my friends do like me. That sounds to be. Listen, listen, that sounds depressing. (laughs) But because of my anxiety and I get a lot of paranoia surrounding like my friendships and relationships, I have moments where I'm like, oh, my my friends don't like me. No one loves me. They're all going to leave me. Blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I need to just get out of it and be like, stop, get some help. Take a minute, reset. And I ask for reassurance a lot from people and I try to tell myself it's not a bad thing to need that reassurance just because I have trouble reassuring myself. And it's, you know, I have to learn that my people do love me and that my friends do like me and they do care about me and they're not going anywhere. Hopefully not. But, you know, if it happens, it happens, whatever. But yeah, I think in terms of mental health, like I got to, I have to learn and I have learned I think I'm in that in between that people do like me that I'm not a terrible awful evil person that is unlikable so yeah you like me right Jenny I do do you love me I do (laughs) (laughs) I love you more okay so moving on to number 14 I learned that I am a people pleaser Yep. Yeah, I think that's like, yep. Yep. I'm a people pleaser. I, my coworkers call me out on it all the time. They're like, you're a people pleaser. Stop 
accepting shifts on your day off stop saying yes constantly stop being yes. so accommodating yeah. i do it too but stop yes. stop picking up shifts stop i did it i okay i haven't picked up any shifts as of late on my days off so i think i'm getting better but yeah i think that's something i can talk about in therapy soon that i have people pleasing tendencies and there's a difference i think between being nice and then being a people pleaser a very stark contrast because one fully takes the life out of you and drains you and i yeah. need yeah people i need pleasing, to get a hold on it it hurts it because when you're nice to everybody people start taking advantage of it and at that point you're people pleasing and it hurts it yeah. hurts it does hurt, man. I'll, I gotta get it under control. And I will. I, I'm acknowledging it. I have learned that this is something about me. And I can go from there. And then moving on. This kind of ties back to an earlier one of I really like theater. But enough to want to make a career out of it. Heck so my, yeah. Yep. My original <laughs> plan, if you didn't know, was to be an author. Like, I wanted to be an author or to be an editor I wanted to write or just be in the world of writing but after getting to high school and you know taking drama one drama two drama three four going to competitions being in plays like plays and whatnot I was I realized that I don't really see myself doing anything except theater because it's the only thing that really really gives me joy I do still love the wor- the literary world you know maybe I might I don't know, maybe I do write poetry, but not like novels, like I originally had planned. But yeah, I learned, I think at 16, 17, that theater is what I want to do in my life. And it was, I feel, a pretty risky move, just because, um, like in my culture, at least theater and the worlds of like the arts and whatnot, it's kind of looked down upon and it's taboo. And my parents were supportive, but I still had that pressure and like fear on me. And, you know, three, starting four years in now into my college career, I think I'm I'm doing pretty good. I feel better about it. I feel really good about it. And now every time I'm doing an acting assignment, I I feel happy. It's what gives me my purpose. And who knows what the future was going to look like from here on out. But I really do hope that I can make a career out of this, like a career. You and I, Jenny, will be co-stars one day. Heck yeah, tall and short. <laughs> blonde and brunette <laughs> right so moving on to number 16 um I learned that my parents are people too which yeah, it's weird it's weird uh when I was younger I used to not really get along with my parents and I'd be like oh why are they like that blah 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 but I don't know when you get older and you learn more about them you kind of start to see that they're just like you or they were once just like you and they at least for my parents they had to grow up really fast and went through terrible awful situations and it's kind of like looking at these people that were once young adults that just had to grow up and you know sometimes with my parents I do have to look at them and deal with them in ways that are like this is just a young person that had to grow up way too fast, that never got the chance to properly address or treat their trauma and whatever they've gone to. Like, they're just 
like me. They're kind of still stuck in that younger mindset and whatnot. And yeah, it's a humbling experience to like not really look at mom and dad as mom and dad, but as just people. I don't want to name drop my parents on here, but like just they're people too, you know? They have their own stories. They have their own lives. They could take hours telling them, but yeah. And I think from because of that, I've started to give them a lot more grace, be a lot more understanding and sympathetic rather than, you know, how 15, 16, 17-year-old Sadaf was so just angry all the time with them. And I think we're all angry with our parents as teenagers for a bit, but I've definitely grown past that. I do get annoyed sometimes, but I do give them that grace and understanding I think that they never really got growing up whoa all right and moving on into number 17 I learned that I like my siblings I love my siblings I have two younger siblings I'm the oldest and growing up we did not get along at all we would fight constantly constantly man like it would get physical too like we'd be like slapping each other oh the scratching scratching kicking pinching we were a violent little bunch with each other i think my favorite is when you quote unquote accidentally injure one of them and then they start crying and then it's like no you're fine like stop crying i'm sorry stop crying just so then you wouldn't get in trouble and i would get in trouble each time because they wouldn't stop crying oh my gosh it was so bad but yeah i I didn't really get along with them growing up, but then as I got older, like, uh, junior, senior year of high school is when I was like, dang, I'm gonna, I like you guys, because, I don't know, like, I I love my siblings, man, like, there's no other people in my family I'm really close with aside from them, and I love those two guys. I, yes, I bully them, and yes, I mean to them, but I will also go crazy for them I am their Mm -hmm. unhinged older sister that will do things to make sure that they are safe and happy I love my siblings man and like I feel like that's a common theme you grow up hating your siblings they're annoying blah 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 and then you're besties later on yeah I love it I love those like random two three hour long talks at midnight with my siblings talk it is so fun I love those guys And moving on to number 18, I learned that I actually love people more than I thought I was capable of. Because there was a time in my life where being super introverted and starting college where my thought process was kind of jaded. And I kind of thought there's no point in making friends. I don't really want to make friends, relationships, anything. It's not going to go anywhere. And so during quarantine, I was so happy to just be alone and not really have to reach out to people. But then after a while, it got really lonely. And I came back to school just starving for, like, human connection. (laughs) It was really intense. Like, I came back just, like, wanting to latch on to anybody. And, like, I'm actually, like, I love people. Like, I love my friends. I love my family. I love, like, my little acquaintances. I I talk to strangers sometimes on campus. I you just... Do. I do. Like, I'm just like, hey. And it's... I I don't know. Like, I, I think I've come a long ways from that sort of mentality of just wanting to be alone and shutting people out and getting sick of it. And I... It's... It was an interesting character arc for me interesting character art because I feel if you knew me back 
freshman year of college versus where I am now, I feel like you'd think that I am a rather different person because I was very rather quiet, I'd say, and I kind of kept to myself and like my, what few friends I did have. And now I'm just I'm just talking to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That was a crazy character arc. And so moving on to number 19, I learned that I don't love being alone. After that experience of shutting people out and being alone during quarantine for like, what, a year and a half? It was, I got really lonely. And even now, like, I don't like being alone. Like, if I can eat, be in somebody's presence, like, I'll often be downstairs sit, just sitting with my mom or my sibling or like texting people, calling people. I, I love being around people. Only for a little bit, because then I get overwhelmed and I got to take a break. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't like being alone. And I think that was a good thing for me to discover. Like, as much as I enjoyed the initial, like, peace and quiet, after a while, it started to, like, make me really, really sad. So that's that was a good thing to learn. And then moving on to number 20. Kind of a, uh, but uh, I have learned what it means to hurt and to hurt others. Yeah, I went through October like a really, really rough patch where for months on end I was not in a great place. And then I also admittedly have done some not so great things. And you want to ask yourself like, am I a good person? Am I a bad person? Blah, blah, blah. But like, I guess the reality is like, does it really matter? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, there's no point I feel in looking at things that way. You know, sometimes you're going to hurt and you're going to hurt people. And it sucks, but you can, you know, work on yourself, apologize if that needs to be done, and just, you know, move on from it. And it was a very humbling experience to know that I am also capable of these things and to, like, catch that in myself and stop it. Because it's not done out of malicious intent for, I would assume, a majority of us. But it does still happen. And I learned that I am capable of that. Like, it's kind of scary, but everyone's capable of it and I just got to take it in stride work on myself and just yeah move on from it (sighs) and number 21 we made it we made it I didn't know what to write for this one but I've learned that I am a bozo happy 21st to me heck yeah heck yeah I'm a bozo uh whether that be positive connotation derogatory oh Uh, no bozo derogatory given how we use that we are bozo positive (laughs) i am a bozo i am just a little bozo yeah happy 21st to me you guys happy 21st yeah that's thank you for sharing all of those i greatly appreciate it and i appreciate you and i think that's that's it. So thank you for tuning in to our first official episode back. We are so, so happy to be back and hope to continue this every week, bi-weekly. We're not sure yet, but we are going to try our best. And if you want to stay up to date, you can like us, follow us, rate us, whatever it is on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else that you get your podcast get in contact with us you can follow our instagram at little bozos podcast and that's it so thank you for listening and as always bye bye